Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling podcast. I'm Pam Larickia, longtime unschooling mom and author. Join me and my wonderful guests for interviews, information, and inspiration about unschooling and living joyfully with your family. You can find the episode show notes, your free introductory ebook, What is Unschooling?, and lots more information at livingjoyfully.ca. And here's the show. Hello, Explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 197 of the podcast. It's the 9th of October, 2019, as I record this intro. And recently, a listener posted a comment on Alex Polakowski's episode, and that was number 32 from back in August 2016. Um, she talked about how much she enjoyed the episode and that she'd love to hear an update. I thought that was a great idea, and luckily, Alex was up for it too. So this week, I have a great conversation with her where she shares an update about how her and her family weave school and unschooling together. As a personal update, this last week, I've been busy opening enrollment for the Childhood Redefined Online Unschooling Summit. I host the summit with Ann Oman and Anna Brown, and it includes 14 hours of content available in video, audio, and text formats, all diving deep into unschooling. It also includes a wonderful private Facebook group to connect and engage with us and the other summit participants. Now, what I love so much about it is that we aren't trying to give you an unschooling map to follow. The summit is all about helping to light your path as you do the deep personal work that's necessary to peel away the layers of conventional wisdom that can get in the way of cultivating a thriving unschooling energy in your family. So here's a quote from one of our participants. She wrote, I'm enjoying all of the summit recordings so much. I am pleasantly surprised at how different they are from the podcast. I love the podcast. And so if it was quite similar, I would have been fine with that. But you all have done an amazing job of taking it all both up a notch, but also down a notch deeper. Awesome. See, we only open enrollment twice a year. Although the summit content is completely self-paced, this allows us to deeply focus our attention on supporting the new participants as they work through the content. That means that enrollment closes on October 20th at midnight Eastern and won't reopen again until spring of 2020. So if you'd like to learn more about the summit, you'll find the link in the show notes or you can go to childhoodredefined.com. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it also allows me to spend time creating episodes each week and also share the podcast archive, which is now really close to 200 episodes, for free with anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. So if you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash exploring unschooling. This week, I sent out my September roundup. So if you're a patron, watch out for that. And you're welcome to come on over and share what you've been up to in the comments. And now let's dive into my conversation with Alex. Alex. 
Welcome. I'm Pam Larikia from livingjoyfully.ca, and today I'm here with Alex Polakowski. Hi, Alex. Hi, Pam. It's nice seeing you again. So nice to see you too. And for just to let people know, Alex was on the podcast uh, just a bit over three years ago now. And I has will, it been that long? It really, really has. <laughs> That's crazy. I know, I know. And I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes for people so they, if they want to go back and listen. Um, but recently, uh, a listener went back to that episode and posted a comment about how much she enjoyed it. And she mentioned that she'd love to hear an update. And I thought that was an amazing idea. So thank you very much for the inspiration, Ashley. <laughs> And to get us started, Alex, just like a quick little overview um, for people, can you share with us a bit about you and your family? Sure. So we are a family of four, and we live in a dairy farm, a working dairy farm in Minnesota. I have a now 17-year-old son, Daniel, and a 13-year-old daughter, Gigi. And we live out in the country, but it's really close to town. So when people hear about it, they think I live, oh, you live out all, all the way in the country. But I really just live like five miles from town. So I get the best of both worlds. You know, I'm out in the country, but uh, we're also in town. I, I am from Brazil. My husband is a Minnesotan farmer. <laughs> and we met online on a dating site. I did live in North Carolina. so I could fly over here and meet him in person and we've been unschooling since the beginning i i started reading about unschooling through jen hunt from the natural child mm -hmm. project when my son was probably like six months old and i had no idea I, I i didn't know what unschooling was and i really didn't have an idea but it sounded wonderful because I was already doing that kind of attachment parenting naturally when I found out about attachment parenting. And then when my son was about two years old, I found the discussions online, Yahoo groups. Yeah. And that's when I, you know, with time and discussions and, and reading about it and meeting so many wonderful people, I've learned what, what was in schooling and how it worked and and all that. Yeah, that's spectacular. And and I love that piece too about being rural and close to the city because you know, it took us a while to find this spot, you know, so with five acres and some conservation land and ten minutes away from a large enough city that you know that meets five percent of our needs. So yeah, it that's that it works out well, doesn't it? <laughs> It does. I mean, you can't, I mean, I guess if all your, the, the whole family is very introverted and don't, and they don't like town and they live out in the country very far away, it might work. But when you're on schooling and you want to open up the world to your kids and bring them out, even if they're introverted, they still have that access. And, and uh, it's just hard. I, I think that we're in the middle ground that we can run both ways yeah yeah that's it, great it helps yeah so in the last episode uh you talked with us about Gigi's school experience she chose to go for a few months when she was nine so she went to grade four and you told us that she really enjoyed it at first she satisfied her curiosity about it and then eventually a few months in she 
found um, that she didn't have enough time outside of school to pursue all her interests. So I thought we'd start there. Um, if you could share a bit about what some of those interests were and the things that she dove into over the next couple of years. Sure. And and, and I'm not going to go back and, and, yeah. and say everything because it's in the first pod- podcast. If you want to learn what her thought process and why she went and why she, you can go back and, and yeah. listen to that. And Pan, I'm sure he's going to post a link to it. Uh, but she is, was really big in baking. It, it actually from that age on, as soon as she quit school, she was back to her cows. So we have a dairy cows uh, hostings and Gigi, when she was eight years old, bought her first jersey with the money she made from working at the farm that her dad paid her, the farm paid her actually. And since then, she has a little herd of jerseys. Yeah, She has uh, five cows and uh, the young stocks might have like 10. She's got about 15 animals. Wow. And she wanted to be with the cows all the time and, and wanted to be working. And she loves to read and she wanted time to read and not the books necessarily that she was a, she's a voracious reader. And, and she started at that time to bang and, uh, and, and that was a huge passion and, and she's not making as much now because of school again, <laughs> but she's still, she's still last year because she has a cottage license. She can actually sell her baking goods to the public. Uh, she could bring to school things that usually you can only bring store-bought things, but because she has a cottage license, she can you know, bring it to school events and things. And uh, she has sold her famous brownies to her friends. So she brings it and sells it to them in school. (laughs) She shouldn't be doing that, but she does. (laughs) When they, when they order it, she'll bake it at night and bring it in or bake it first thing in the morning, get up early. But, you know, she, she baked all day. I mean, my kitchen for years had, it was incredible. She's a really good baker. She's been baking with me since she was two years old, but it was, you know, I would just give her the ingredients and she, I have a video in my blog that she's like two years old and she's got the little hand mixer and she's baking and I'm giving her stuff. She puts it in and bakes (laughs) and then she wants, she loves brownies. So I used to get, give her the box brownie and she would make that. Mm -hmm. Well, after she started watching the shows, she was not satisfied with making box brownies because they don't taste as good. So she started making real brownies and real this and that. And she's, yeah, she's done. She has um, a page, Dairy Girl Delights on Facebook. And we're not offering a lot now. We're not really advertising because she doesn't have time anymore for that. But she's Mm -hmm. done wedding cakes and lots of different things. Yeah, no, I've seen some beautiful cakes on Facebook. So between the basketball that she's been doing, because the fourth grade in school, she started basketball, mm-hmm. which she would have done even homeschool because in Minnesota, you can do sports for the school. So the next year, um, she still played basketball for school, traveling team, and and she's been doing since then. So it's between bovines, basketball, and baking. <laughs> She's really busy. The three Bs. <laughs> yes, she's really, really busy all these years. 
Yeah. So yeah. That, those are her main interests, uh, you know, in reading and, and now a lot of social things, you know, being with her friends. Yeah. So you talked about that a little bit. She chose um, to go back to school part-time last year. And then this school year, she's gone back full-time, right? For grade eight. Yes. So, so last year, she, it, go ahead, go ahead. You want to oh, I was just going to ask, you know, if you could share the motivation behind that choice and, and how you felt about it. Yes. So, so during, she's been playing basketball very seriously since fourth grade. I mean, every year it gets more and more. She's played AU, so she's she's a all year long play player. She does several leagues, yeah. And she started playing a lot in the summer with uh, on the summer three on three and other tournaments with some girls from Stewartville. That's the other school district. So we are in the Byron School District. We're almost to the line of Stewartville. So we're in between physically but it's still in the Byron district but it's open enrollment here and but for you to play for the school you have to be as a homeschooler you have to be in the district so she can play for Byron without going to school as a homeschooler all 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 the way to graduation but if she wanted to play for Stewartville she would have to be enrolled in Stewartville even if it's for a little bit but she started playing with some girls from Stewartville. They, they, they both teams are really good. But she, she really liked the girls from Stewartville and became friends with them. And she really wanted to hang out with them. So she said, and she wanted to be in the school with them, not just at the tournament. And she just was becoming very social, wanting to be with, with friends and do things and more independent before she was always with me. And then just, just, you know, becoming a teenager, uh, an outgoing teenager. And she, so she asked to go and she told me and, and her dad, and I said, are you sure? Because, you know, are you sure if you don't want to stay in Byron, you don't have to go to school. You might join Stewartville and then you might not like it after a little bit and you might quit and then you can't play for them. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be, you know, and she's like, no, no, I want to go. I want to go. I said, okay, well, let's enroll her. So we went to school, enrolled at half day, and that was enough. She picked the classes she wanted with a counselor, and they were very open, very happy to have her, wonderful, just like Byron was. And she started going. After the first semester, she added two more classes. So she was going six periods instead of four. And she said all along, well, next year I'll go full time. Mm-hmm. So this year we, she enrolled full time. She's happy. She really, and she's now at school. She was a, a lot of hours, but I had to go pick her up and bring her back to practice last year. Uh, so this year she stays in school so many hours because they go from 7.50 in the morning. She likes to be there at 7 until she's done with practice at least 5.30 in the afternoon. Oh, and she's wow. with her friends, and she spent the summer going to the pool and doing things with her friends. So uh, she's getting all that social that, unfortunately, I could not provide as a homeschooler where we are. Um, I, and, and it might have been able, if I lived in a town that was bigger and had more homeschooling kids that had the same interests at her as her, 
That's the thing. It's the same That's interest. The thing. Yeah. It's not just friends. She has friends. She so she weren't like I was. We had uh, we actually do still four age, and she did Girl Scouts. She had friends from school, um, basketball friends, but she wanted to just be with them, and and, and they were not the same interests and mm-hmm. other friends. And yeah. the cow show friends, they only get together during the cow show things. And all, you know, because they're all from different schools and different areas and different cities. So she was, she wanted that. That's the biggest motivation. Yeah. Was to so be much with sense. friends and she's enjoying. Yeah. Because her interest being, her overriding interest being basketball, right? Um, yes. That is where um, that sport is, right? That, I mean, to participate you're yes. you're with us with the school and she found a group of kids that she enjoys even more than than the than your local system right so it's yes. worth it to her yes that's exactly what happened exactly right i mean that she wanted to be with those kids and yeah yeah no that's cool that's cool i mean i that and so that actually leads us very nicely into the, our next question because last time when we spoke about her going to school, you talked about how you would how you continued to weave your unschooling principles into your days even while she was at school, because still um, it is a really different experience when they're choosing to go to school, right? When she knows she can leave, and when you or the parent is continuing to choose connection rather than control in in our parenting like we're not shifting the kind of parent we are just because they're choosing to go to school so i was just hoping you could talk about that you know have you been able to continue with that type of atmosphere for your family absolutely absolutely amazing how my experience is so much better i hear from the other parents punishing their kids i mean those are wonderful girls that i know that I mean, they're great girls. They do well in school, do sports. They're busy. They're good girls. They constantly have their phones taken or they can't do this or they can't do that because their parents are punishing them for little things. And they're, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not doing any of it. I, you know, this, just this morning, for example, she, she had, uh, she's playing tennis this fall. First time. She's loving tennis. She's loving the girls in tennis. The coaches are wonderful. There, there's a lot of social in tennis because they play the match, but there's a lot of social. And, and that part is making her really happy to hang out with those, with those kids and do this and do that together. So she wasn't feeling very good last night after the match. And this morning I went to wake her up and she's like, I don't know. I have a sore throat this morning. I said, well, let me know, dude, because do you want to call in? And she said, I don't know. I said, Gigi, remember, you might have to catch up on your things if you don't go. But if you're not feeling good, just let me know. And five, not even five minutes later, she was getting dressed to go. It's her choice. Mm-hmm. I know parents will push and say, and say, well, unless you have a fever, because I hear that all the time, you're going. But she's making her decisions. She probably thought, oh, man, I have a test today. She had a math test today. Then I'm going to have to catch up and all that. I'd rather go. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you don't feel 
good later, just go to the nurse and they can ask, they can call me and I can pick you up. But I have done no pushing. I only present her with, you know, well, you know, if you, when she comes and says something about a class or a teacher or how bored she was, I said, well, you know, there's a lot of time wasted in school because, you know, she picks up things really fast. Yeah. And I said, when I was in school and I was, um, that same thing happened to me. I, I chose to doodle or read my book under the table, you know, just so I didn't create anything. The teacher thought I was paying attention because it's kind of rude so they don't feel bad. But it's something that I present to her as an experience and as the choices. Mm-hmm. And she's going to make her decisions. And the consequences are going to be what's going to be. I have not pressured her for good grades or anything. I joke with her. I said, oh, my God, did you got to be plus. That's terrible. <laughs> That's so bad. I can't believe that. <laughs> so there's, you know, joking, but she's, it's completely different. Choosing to go, she does what, you know, what she's set out to do. Well, yeah, because, I mean, she knows not going is always a choice, right? It is. It so is. She completely it, knows. Whenever she wants, she can, exactly. she can decide so not to. She Every time when there's something that's boring or annoying or she's not feeling well, she's weighing up all those things together with what she's also getting out of it. So she's weighing yeah. the pros. Is it worth it or not? Exactly. Exactly. Which is, you know an amazing skill and ability to bring with you forward into life all the time. Right. I mean, those, that's what our days are all about, right? All our possibilities, yes. what we want to accomplish, even if it's going to be annoying, you know, it's the same thing when they talk about um, unschoolers not being able to uh, make decisions because they always got to choose what they want to do or they'll never make hard decisions Hard oh choice. no, that's like, I mean, yeah, uh, that's not what I see at all. No, you know, you get a girl that went to fourth grade for six months, not even, that, and and now she goes in at twelve. She's thirteen now, and she's making all her decisions. She's carrying on with things she's never had to, mm-hmm. uh, and keep you know, and like she was worried about math. She kept saying, and, and if, if you remember from last podcast, she was genius, genius, math. Yes. Her teacher loved her and said she was wonderful. And she was a little worried about math because she hasn't done anything, nothing, like formal school. Formal, yeah. Uh, and I said, Gigi, no big deal. It's, you know, you, you start, you don't, if you need, if you want somebody to explain to you, either I'll explain or we, I can ask my neighbor that is a math graduate, you know, if, and she's, she's like, Oh, it's easy. <laughs> she was worried. And then she's like, no, nah, it's easy. And the couple of times she needed something that she didn't know that she needed from before. She mm-hmm. asked a friend that was good in math and they told her and she's sailing through it so far. Uh, I know it's only been three weeks, but she's got a few grades and they're all, you know, ace mm-hmm. so far and like just last last year and 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 then i know that grades is not important it doesn't matter if she's getting c's and just passing so she could stay in basketball because yeah. she knows she has to have a minimum to stay in basketball it would have been fine but she's 
doing her stuff that she likes and she likes to do well. So it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, you would, you would think that she needed all those years of math, you know, cause everybody's so scared of math and there's a kid that never had anything on fractions and she's doing, you know, pre-algebra with no yeah. problems. And actually in fourth grade, she asked me what algebra was, the X thing. And I said, I kind of explained really simple. And I, if I have five of this and I needed to find out how many I needed for that, that's how it works. The X is that number you're trying to find out. Oh, so she, so she picked up right away. So the, the understanding of why is more important because the numbers, you just work and use them and they're there. Mm -hmm. yeah I find a lot of kids don't see the the, why they need that what is the x that's exactly for them it's she's been doing so much um you know critical thinking real life through life and and understanding all those pieces you know make sense to her so that when you go in and and it's more of just of the formal notation and the rules for manipulating the notation and stuff that that's actually the easy side to pick up, right? You know, absolutely. One of the things that I just remember. Yeah. I just remembered, um, that makes a difference between somebody that wants to go to school and somebody that does not. I went to one of the parent teacher meetings last year and her English teacher said to me, I guess they change English. Oh no, that's right. So she didn't do English. She added English in January for the second semester. Mm -hmm. She hadn't done English at all. So she had, and so I went to the first parent teacher meeting and met the teacher and he said that she was a fabulous writer. Oh my God, she's such a great writer. And you know what is the best is she doesn't do just the minimum. She doesn't just, she, she's, and I know she's a good writer because she's been writing fan fiction since she was eight years old. Yeah. So I've read some of her things and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even, I, I can't write that now. <laughs> and, and he was, he was in awe and he said, he said to me, whatever you were doing worked. I just, I just want to stay out of her way. And I was, wow, that's a great teacher that she got because that's it. I said, that's exactly what I did. I just stayed out of her way. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Because he said, whatever you're doing, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up. I just want to, st- I just stay out of her way. I said, that's exactly what I did. I completely stayed out of her way. <laughs> oh. Much more than you can imagine, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you remember that. That's, that's a really interesting little tidbit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That he, she didn't do just the minimum. Yeah. And that's and what, that's that was the big piece. difference. Yeah, when she when she's there, right? Right now she like you said, she's wanting to do these things. She's throwing herself into them. She's enjoying them. She's doing them for her own reasons, right? And sure. and you know, she's getting those grades and everything. And you know, maybe her her what the things that she wants to do will change over time, you know, maybe absolutely. You'll you'll see whether or not, you know, the time that she's investing is really what she's discovering, right? And what she's getting out of it. So at some point, maybe she won't want to invest that much time in in studying or doing those things, whatever. But she knows it's all her choice and she's getting, um, 
I get, I would say reward, but it's not a reward as in external rewards, right? She's seeing those grades, external rewards, but that she's still making the choice. Like that's not going to drive her or she may discover. I remember another guest at one point talked about how she, when she went to high school, eventually she started to play around with and wonder whether or not, you know, things had shifted and she was more externally, you know, looking, but that's all learning about themselves, right? Because it's still a choice. And yes. that's yeah, and, and she did a little bit of that it last year because yeah. in one of her classes, she went down that her final grade was B plus and had she had at A's and then she's like, Oh, I don't care about it, so I didn't do that mm-hmm. that much. But I have to say she's a little lucky that she does well naturally. She has probably the kind of personality and learning style, whatever you want to call that makes school easy meshes with it yeah she's not one of those kids that need to work really hard mm-hmm. so um so that helps yeah because she can you know pay attention like pretty much like i did pay attention okay got it i'm gonna do my social thing right here exactly i mean that because that's all part of the choice too if if she didn't mesh so well with that system you know, that she may not make that choice moving forward, no, right? She, she might have just she, tried the six months and exactly. gone again. Exactly. So it, it is that back to unschooling again, back to being so individual. It doesn't, just because Gigi's enjoying it and doing well doesn't mean, oh, geez, you know, lots of unschooling kids should try it. It, it is yeah, exactly. all about, you know, the individual and them making choices and knowing themselves and what they're trying to accomplish, like her with her basketball, you know, all that kind of stuff is what makes every single decision and choice unique for each person, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a very individual. Yeah. yeah. But it's, but going back to the point of, uh, you, you know, still, staying with unschooling principles in our home, it, it has uh, completely worked because we already have a strong relationship build for mm-hmm. all those years. So nothing has changed. You do, I still look at school as a choice and an interest, whatever the interest is, social or playing sports, it's still something I'm supporting. Mm-hmm. So it was easy. I I think when she went to fourth grade, I was a lot more worried and and anxious about about the experience. And this time, I was like, "Okay, you sure you want to go? Fine." Mm-hmm. I was completely at ease with her choice to try again and go again. And as a, as as another, you know, interest that an unschooling kid would have. Yeah, she wanted that experience for, like I said, for whatever reason. Let's support that. And there's no reason for me to what change and have, um, uh, she knows that if she goes to bed late, which she does, cause she's kind of, you know, but she makes her choices. She's going to be tired the next, but it's her choice to go to school. So she's not a kid that you're pushing to go to sleep early because you know, they're going to be tired. And then they're going to say, Oh, I don't want to go cause I'm tired. Or, I'm not feeling good cause I'm tired. She will make the choices to do it or not do it. And they're going to be okay with me because the consequences are hers and, and it's her goal. It's she's she's the one going for it. And I'm just mm-hmm. supporting that. So it, it, it has not made a 
made it any harder. I thought it might have been. I've, I I actually it's been really easy. Yeah, well, it's that's been really awesome. easy. Okay, so let's shift. I don't even bit. ask her if she oh. did homework <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's hear a little bit about what Daniel's been up to these last three years. So when we spoke, he was interested in traveling to Japan and maybe part of an exchange program. You guys were looking into that stuff at the time. So I was hoping you could share with us a little bit of an update about what he's been up to. So when he was 14, the summer he, he was going to turn 15. Mm-hmm. So he's 17 now. So it's two years ago, three years ago can't even remember, uh, but we have been looking, I've been looking for things for him to go because he really wanted to go to Japan and he really wanted to go and maybe study in a high school, And but that's a lot more complicated. So I found through a friend, a Japanese friend that lives in the United States, that her, her sister works in a um, school for that teaches English to Japanese kids and Japanese to um, American and Australian, whatever kids on the, in the summers. Oh. So it's like a month experience and you stay with a family and you go and you do the, the course. Well, we got everything ready and, and the day he was leaving, he woke up with the worst, probably the flu, he was really, 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 really sick. I mean, he was miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you can change, that kind of, you know, going there. And I said, well, you, you're going to miss if you don't go. So he chose to go because, really, it's going to be. So he went very sick, mm-hmm. went to the family. And then that was it's a very long flight. Arrived there on Saturday. And Sunday, they, they go to their family. And Monday, they start classes. And by Wednesday, he got along with the family great. No problem. Liked it. Enjoyed it. They enjoyed each other. The, the kids really liked him. He's really good with kids. They were a little younger than he was. But he did not like the classes. He did not like the kids. He did not like the classes. He called me and he said, he said, do you want to try? He tried another couple of days. And by the weekend, he said, no, I, I'm still not feeling good. I want to come home. And I said, are you sure? And he's like, yes. You don't want to wait a little bit? And the family wanted for him to wait a little bit, but he was ready to come home. And he flew back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was this 14-year-old kid that flew out to the side of the world and stayed, stayed a week with a family in Japan, taking the subway. He got lost one day <laughs> in, in Tokyo. You know, it's huge. For him, it was an hour from his home to the class in downtown Tokyo and back. It was a great experience. He did it. He managed to do it. The family said he was they were very impressed by his willingness to try the different foods. And he ate live octopus. And, and he enjoyed it. And he bought things. And he came back. And he was very happy with it. Although, I don't, I don't know if he, 
if he feels like it was a success or not. I feel it was a success because which 14-year-old kid goes all the way to the other side of the world by himself and does that. And he has studied a little bit of Japanese after that, but his main thing for a few years was that he wants to be a physicist and, and be, and so he's still, I guess that's his thing. Now lately, he's been really a daddy's boy again, loves daddy and everything with dad, goes for runs with dad. He's been helping his father in the farm um, every day. He gets up and he goes and gets the cows in at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning and helps his father. He has really mellowed out into a very soft spoken kid really funny really witty he is my to-go kid when i go away and i have to leave all my foster kittens and all my house cats and animals he takes care of them feeds them worries about them asks every day how are the kitties how you know gives them nicknames and checks on them for me and i mean he he couldn't be a nicer kid you know he's really nice he does his thing He's very smart. He knows a lot. But what you didn't know is that he, too, was it last year, the year before? He tried school for three days. No. I Was that when Gigi decided to go to school? Was it last year? It was January, I believe. And he wanted to go and see how it was. So he went for like three days. And he did two classes or three. One of them was history and one was algebra that he wanted to do because of the physics. Mm -hmm. And he was doing really good in algebra. I was algebra two. He just jumped to algebra two and he was getting all the things. He got to one day. He's a very black and white kid sometimes. And there was something other than the algebra, the, the, the charts, the, he was getting all that thing. I cannot believe he was like, Oh yeah, this and this. I'm like, whoa, how can you get all that? You've never done anything, but he got it. There was something that he needed, some notation that he didn't know. So he, he was told the teacher, oh, I don't know this. So the teacher sent him to the catch-up class, you know, instead of taking the time and, you know, let me see you after. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't know. Answering go it. to the, yeah, go to the to the catch-up class. The catch-up classes, no, they sit in a, in a library and they do it on their own like you would be doing it. And he's like, I would do that at home. Yeah. And he said that, they, that he, he liked the kids that were in the class because they were all working hard to understand. But he said in the catch-up class, there was only one kid working hard and the other kids were all just talking about what drugs they were going to do or whatever. And he's just not, he, he just did not like that. And then history, I heard when I said that he was going to come home, I talked to the counselor and they were really wonderful too. She was like, Oh my God, but his history teacher, she can't wait to every, she's like every day. She can't wait to hear what he has to say because he loves history. So he has a lot of things he has to say that he's learned mm -hmm. from sometimes video games and interest on, on history. And she was going to be very disappointed that he laughed, but he's like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, okay. 
Yeah. He was done three days. He was done. He said, I, you know, for me to do math that I can do at home, you know, that was the main thing he wanted to try was he, I think he thought he was going to get there and he was going to learn so much, which he was learning, but it wasn't the idea he had. And he had the idea what, what school was and that was enough for him. Yeah. But he's an introvert, you know, That's so, so cool. it's a completely different personality. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really cool to hear the two stories side by side, right? Because neither one is right or wrong. I, th that's not it at all, right? Back to it being the individual and what meshes. And and I <laughs> I loved his realization, like, I could do this at home, which is what he'd already been doing. That's how he got to that point in the first place right you know yeah I guess he's been doing because I don't even know I guess he has you know but um that's again is a completely different way of of seeing things it's like he was there for that mission not to socialize not to yeah. everybody's trying to get him to do theater because what one of the other things that he's been interested in he's is he dresses the way he dresses and he has created some of his coats and jackets and, and, and bought vintage pieces and top hats. So he dresses a, a lot of the times when he goes out, out to me, people ask what costume he's wearing. And it's not a costume. That's his own style. And then they, some people take pictures and say, oh, I love it. That's wonderful. You know, he has string bow tie, things that are just him. You know, one of the pants he wears is a corduroy green um, pants skirt that is vintage, mm -hmm. and it goes up to below the knee. It's it's very military, but it's actually a women's pants huh. skirt. Yeah, it, and but it looks really amazing on him. So he mixes all these things that are. You know, and, and he loves it. So he did some sewing classes and he did awesome on the sewing classes because I said, you know, you need to learn to sew. We have a wonderful seamstress, um, an artist, artist really local, and she gives classes and she's been doing his pieces that he creates. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's getting expensive. <laughs> so he went and did sewing lessons with her and, and she was like amazed because he picked up things like, uh, so one of the things she said is hard for people. It's the invisible zipper. And he said, she said, you know, you have to do it this way or it doesn't work. So he went and did it his way and said, see, it works too. <laughs> and she was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> because I think he is such a, has such a mind that it, it, it's like, you know. Yeah. So that was one of the things that he had been doing too. And it's still an interest of him. He says it's not an interest. It's just who he is. So it's not like he's creating things because fashion is an industry as an interest or, or costuming is an interest. It's just him. So in, when he was in school, they really, cause he would go dress in his outfits and, and they were like, Oh, you should do, theater you should be in charge of the theater costumes you should and it's like has he has like no 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 interest no interest <laughs> it's just him so that was another interest of his is um is his his dress yeah yeah you know things it's 
he has all kinds of different things he wears that he puts together and makes an outfit. And it's really, really cool. I'm glad that he can be himself. And, Mm -hmm. and when he went to school, I was kind of worried about kids bullying him because of it. But it actually, because I think he feels confident about it, even though he's a very shy kid, you've met him. Um, and introverted, he was fine. He made friends and people were really nice to him and nobody picked on him. No. The counselor was worried about it. Oh, yeah. you know, I worry about, but he was like, <laughs> I think it's different when the, 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 the kid feels confident and is not used to bullying and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm sure that passed on that he was not going to fall for any of it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I did want to say, um, I I loved his, his Japan experience as well. Like like, see that as a negative thing, just because one chose to cut the trip short, right? I mean, no, no, absolutely. I know. Yeah, that's what that's what you said. And it's it, it definitely is. What a great learning experience. And he didn't need more time to figure out to get what he wanted out of it and to say, you know, I'm done with it. So that's awesome. I'm glad you guys arranged for him to get back. I was really impressed. Uh, we had like conference calls with the, the school director and, you know, cause they were trying to, for him to stay. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's just not working for me. Yeah. And he was mature enough at 14 to say that that was not working for him. You know, it wasn't, he wasn't, he said it wasn't working. I wasn't learning. I didn't care for the kids. So, I mean, not that that would make a difference. I guess if he was the style of class that he liked, he would have stayed because he's done private lessons two hours and he loved them. It's just, um, it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And, and he was very, confident saying that with directors and people they're putting more pressure than I did I just want to make sure he wasn't making a decision and would regret it later later but when he said several times and then he said no I he tried a couple of days more Mm -hmm. uh, to see I said we want to try sometimes you know you wait a little bit and you feel better about it and said nope didn't work I yeah, because really he knew you were. He could feel you were working with okay. him, right? Yeah, he could. Yes. Feel you were. Working I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Through it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I, it is a great learning take. He went and he made it, and he yeah. decided not to, and he came back, and 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 he knows he can trust us to, you know, respect that his opinion was valid, that that was not working for him, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's important. Yeah. Because the, it's it's bad when parents would, in this case, uh, the kid comes back and they would be like, well, you should have stayed. You should have done that. We spent money. It, 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 Who would, it's, they just, treated it like a failure. Yeah, absolutely. Treated yeah. it like a failure. Then he, then he would probably feel I was a failure because I didn't do it. Yeah. But he was, a, a, I, in my book, is a success to go to Japan and do all that and decide on his own and be so certain and so mature to do it the right way, you know, 
it's it's a success in my book. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think you pretty much answered this a little bit earlier, but just in case you have any more to add, I just wanted to ask about how you're finding your days flowing now, weaving together unschooling Daniel and full-time school with Gigi. You mentioned, you know, you're finding you're finding it pretty easy, eh? It is because because I don't have that I, the principles are the same. Yes. So we're not, I'm not like being the school mom that most school kids have. Yeah. My son is 17. So he's pretty independent and pretty mellow and easygoing. Um, right now, you know, uh, I think if you have younger kids might've been a little more busy. I mean, I'm super busy. Don't get me wrong. I'm <laughs> super busy. I'm running around. Gigi does a lot of sports independent of school should be doing all those sports. So it was busy before with sports continues to be busy, but because there's not a competition between the kids, you know, I'm treating one like, like a mainstream and not the other. That's not happening. There's not a, any, anything that, and maybe I'll even have more, more, time for him but he's so independent and does his thing and likes to do things with dad that I'm kind of like thrown to the side (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it comes in seasons doesn't it it does it absolutely does yeah it absolutely does yeah I think so not not changing the way I I I am as a mother yeah continuing that to use unschooling principles although I have a school daughter she's not in schooler anymore she is in school and my son is still on school, but being having the same connection and the same principles and parenting them the same way really mm-hmm. has made it easy, has made it very easy. That's wonderful. Now, so for our last question, I'd love to know what has surprised you most about how unschooling has been unfolding in your life so far? Something you found surprising? I think... I think that when I started out on schooling, I'm, I'm sure I wanted to do better for my kids. I wanted them to grow. And it was all about how they would turn out, how they would learn. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I think, you know, they've grown and developed, but I've changed a lot to better. I become more mindful about uh, things that I say, how I, I am towards people, more accepting, even if I have different views, uh, because I'm uh, much more, much more mindful than I was towards my husband, nicer. Um, I think I always had my priorities straight, but I think they're tuned in a little bit more. Yeah, if that I makes can so say much that. <laughs> so I think I've grown a lot as a person, a lot more. I never thought that I was going to be the one <laughs> growing so much, you know, because I'm an older parent. I've had my son when I was 36 and my daughter when I was 40. So you think, you know, like, oh, I got all this life thing kind of, kind of figured out, you know, and, and I'm like, I've gotten, I'm, I'm a better person. Wow. I love that. I love that. I think I'm I a mean, better person. 
So true. I mean, for me as well, when we started, it was all about the kids and, you know, it continued it that unfolded beautifully, but what a surprise uh, at the difference in the change it it makes in, in us as people, right? Like we really have to grow into that role, don't we? Yes, yes, very, very much. I am absolutely not the same person. I was not that I was not nice. I was all, but I am so much more mindful and clear mm-hmm. about what my priorities and my goals, and and much more focus and trying to see to be more joyful and and see the beauty and the positive, not just in life, but in other people that I might not even relate to as well, you know, I, I think I'm a better person. That's amazing. So that, that has, that's surprising. I, I wasn't doing for me, but yeah, right. (laughs) It has, it has changed my whole life. You know, I see things much more clear now. Oh, Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Alex. I really... Yeah, it was nice seeing you. It's been how many years since you've been here? Oh, my God. Five? Five. Yeah, yeah. 2014. Yes. Wow. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. I I hope it helps the parent that... I hope hope this helps a parent. I know it has helped some parents that come to groups and ask about... Oh, my kid is trying, it's it's choosing school. I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. Treat it as as your support, any other endeavor that your child wants. You don't need to change and become the school mom. Did you do your homework? You got to get to bed. You're not going to wake up. You can still be that unschooling parent, even if your skill, if if your child is not unschooling anymore. Those principles are principles that you can use your, in your whole, in all your life, everywhere in your life, you can still use those principles and it'll make your life better. Even if your children choose to go to school and, and never go back to unschooling, mm-hmm. you can have a better life. You can have more connection with your child. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Right. Cause, cause it still comes down to it being their choice. I know sometimes parents feel like, okay, well, if you're going to, go to school, especially if you're feeling negative about it, then, you know, you got to stay for the year or you, you have oh, to. Oh, yes. 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 Keeping yes. that. Choices open. are beautiful. Yeah. Choices are beautiful. And don't forget when you are making a decision, you don't get caught into like, uh, oh, I have to. It's still your choice. You're choosing to act like that. <laughs> you can choose to be a connected parent. You can choose to still be using principles to with you you know, as a parenting way of life and not, you, you don't have to, to be the you don't have to change parent. You, are, right? you don't have to change. Yeah. yeah. The, it, yeah. You know, you're still making choices. Not, give choices to your kids and still think that you have choices that you make them consciously. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, where can people connect with you online? If they'd like to get. Uh, I have an unschooling Minnesota Facebook group for mm-hmm. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota unschoolers. It's not very busy, uh, but people are ha- very welcome to come and connect with other unschoolers or ask questions and I can send them off. I post on always learn um, radical unschooling info 
mm-hmm. online on Facebook and uh, sometimes on unschooling questions and answers. I have been very busy lately to write a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, if you guys come they and have questions about any of those things and either group, they always tag me and I will show up. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks very much. And I will put links to those groups in the show notes as well. Have a wonderful day, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you found it helpful. You might also like the backlist episodes at livingjoyfully.ca forward slash podcast. While you're there, be sure to check out the first book in my Living Joyfully with Unschooling series, Free to Learn, Five Ideas for a Joyful Unschooling Life. In it, I share the five paradigm-changing ideas that most help me better understand unschooling. Reviewers have said, A quick read, but packed with ideas that challenge the dominant paradigm of our failing approach to learning, this little gem makes an excellent argument for unschooling. And... I was rather doubtful about this book, as I had never heard of the author, but after reading it, I wish that I had read it years ago. I hope you find it helpful, too. Free to Learn has also been translated into French and Spanish. Until next time, have fun living and learning with your family.